Buckle down, Winsaki. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. My name's Ramsey. Uh, I... I have no idea what that introduction was, um, but I assumed it was you mispronouncing like a windsock or like call it, giving it a pet name. Uh, it's a song from a movie from 1943. Okay, well that sounds right for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how are you doing? Being a character. I'm good. Uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. Got my glass of water here, ready to record another episode of our show. Great. I today have a Labatt's Blue and a Canadian favorite. Um, that I brought back from upstate New York. <laughs> I'm getting nostalgia waves just hearing about it. Yeah. Throwback to college. Uh, <laughs> we have a guest today. Yes, we do. Uh, today we have Lauren Donizio, front person and guitarist of Warriors. Hi, Lauren. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> what, do, you, do you have a drink of choice today? <laughs> you know, you two saying that made me realize that I don't have a drink right now <laughs> and then I would like one um mm. but it's it's 5 30 here and it's more solidly nighttime where you are so yeah um, uh it but is, yeah it is pitch black I um I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast but I work obviously from home right now and I put all of my lights on a schedule and so they like slowly turn on and off. I feel like it's maybe helping me fight seasonal depression. That's a great idea. But they also, the one in the room I work in slowly turns off. And so when I came back in here to record, I realized I was just sitting in the dark and I was like, oh, that's not going to work today. (laughs) I was on a Zoom call with you recently where your Christmas lights turned off on video and you just said, well, time for bed. I have to go. I'm sitting in the dark. I mean, it works. It makes me go to bed at 1030 every night. That's amazing. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, so Lauren, thank you so much for doing this. Um, do you want to tell Ramsey what album we're doing today? Sure. Uh, the album we'll talk about uh, is The Postal Service Give Up, uh, which Hooray. came out in 2003. <laughs> I'm I know. I'm so excited. When we were talking about this, I, I literally had to text Rams and be like, wait, we've done that album, right? Because I couldn't find it. Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess I would say, what is your initial introduction to this album? I feel like I would guess all three of us have a similar origin story, but definitely want to hear how you came to this album. Um, well... I was thinking about it earlier today and it's actually kind of funny because I feel like most of my friends found out about the postal service Mm -hmm. because they were really big death cab for cutie fans. And I actually wasn't. And it's not that I didn't like death cab for cutie. I just like hadn't gotten into them. And I actually didn't really like a lot of um, uh, emo and super like noodly, uh, (laughs) you know, like finger, finger tappy guitar stuff. And yeah. and I just kind of associated Death Cab for Cutie with that. And I was like, oh, that, you know, I just hadn't gotten into it. And then for whatever reason, um, I heard this record and I guess I was in college and I loved it. And yeah. I just remember listening to it a million times. <laughs> and I have, I forget what it is, but I have a 12 inch single of a postal service song um that like it's not like i'm a huge record collector but that was one that i was like i need yeah. i need to have this um <laughs> and uh yeah so it was it was kind of just happenstance through friends um for sure it's that's funny i mean i i i'm trying to think of this time if i i must have been into death cab but like transatlanticism is definitely my favorite death cab album which came out after this postal service album. Oh, I don't know why I thought that was before this. I, I also really thought that that was before this same year. It was oh, um, okay. give up came out February 18th. I had to look it up while we were talking. I, I don't want to pretend like I fucking just knew this, like some death <laughs> and give her know it all. Um, <laughs> the death camp museum in Seattle, the national archive. <laughs> I run it. Um, <laughs> give up came out February 18th, 2003. And Translanicism came out October 7th, 2003. Um, big year for Gibbard. First of all, what a year. Big big yeah. year for Ben Gibbard. But 
That feels insane to me. That this that makes no sense. I feel right? like that's wrong. <laughs> because I again, I was not a big Death Cab for Cutie fan, but I knew the record the, the record title Transatlanticism. So did, like did we I all just have, get into give have, up in 2004? <laughs> that's the thing. I think maybe yeah. I somehow yeah. only found out about it in 2004, which also doesn't sound right because of other time markers in my right. life. um but wow, yeah, that's... Is this just a Mandela effect thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's an emo Mandela effect. <laughs> we yeah. found the first one. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, that is so crazy to me because also like, I mean, this is not really outing myself as anything, but outing myself as a nerd who loved the OC a lot. That came out in the summer of 2002, I think. And like Death Cab was such a plot line in the OC that I feel like... I don't understand how transatlanticism came out in 2003. That seems insane. I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to get over that. Um, but yeah, I, this is a deeply college album for me too. Like I remember I went to community college for two years and then I remember moving into my dorm room when I went away to school and like unpacking to this album Mm-hmm. And someone walked into my room and was like, are you listening to the Postal Service? And I was like, oh, my God, it's like I'm in a movie. <laughs> I never saw that person again in my life. We didn't become friends. Yeah. But <laughs> It's like, that's how you met your best friend. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I never spoke to them again. No idea who they were. <laughs> in fact, they didn't exist. Yeah, it was a ghost. Um, Ramsey, I also know you like this band. How? What was your origin story as well? I'm going to preface this by saying my story is – so much like a weird average of both of your stories that it's going to sound like I'm just making this up. <laughs> um, I did not listen to Death Cab at all before this uh, came out and came into my life. Um, in fact, I think I wrote them off as like, oh, they're emo. Nah, not for me. Uh, just based on reputation. Mm-hmm. I also went to community college for two years and discovered them. <laughs> My third year. It sounds like uh, you're just mushing our stories together. I know. It's, it, this is the <laughs> Kaiser Soze of our podcast. Um, but I did buy the the full record, the vinyl record, um, where it was like two two albums, or two discs, uh, with my then-girlfriend, now-wife, on like one of our first trips to that record store. And I think I remember hearing about the, the lawsuit before I actually oh, listened to the band. Right. Because I remember thinking it was kind of funny that there was a band called Postal Service. That, that sure. was the first thing that, and of course they'd get sued. Why wouldn't they get sued by the <laughs> Postal Service? I mean. Um, but yeah, they're great. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, perfectly fine. Um, But so, okay. So Lauren, you got into this and then you did also like Transatlanticism. Did you go back and like other Death Cab stuff as well? Or just kind of stuck in the 2003 Ben Gibbard <laughs> it, catalog? <laughs> it actually, I feel like this is going to come back to haunt me because um, I do really like Death Cab for Cutie now. Yeah. And I didn't like have that moment where, oh, if I like the Postal Service, maybe I would like death cat for cutie i sure. still did not listen to them <laughs> like <laughs> just it it just didn't happen it wasn't you know i didn't even listen to them enough to actively dislike them totally I just, it just never happened and um and honestly it was probably like five or six years ago that i that i started listening to them i think honestly because of streaming services and because mm-hmm. of streaming radio. Like if you like Jimmy Eat World, then they're gonna play Death Cab for Cutie. Hmm. And um and I'm trying to I'm trying to look at the timeline. <laughs> um because um I remember listening to their record um plans. I love that I one. Think. Yeah. Uh wait, yeah, no. That one was Maybe 2000- I'm wrong. That was the one with like the square on the cover and like a. Sorry, I hit myself in the face with my pen. It's, uh, more, like, <laughs> it's, more, it's more geometric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'm kidding. Narrow stairs. <laughs> narrow, oh, narrow stairs. stairs. One. Um, I also really like plans, obviously. But um, yeah. I think I heard no no sunlight, and got like angry that none of my <laughs> friends had told me. <laughs> You know, that they had, like, never been on a mixtape. It just, like, didn't happen. <laughs> so and funny. I, and so then I started really um, 
you know, I guess not becoming a death guy for cutie nerd or anything, but sure. definitely listening to them a lot more and really appreciating his songwriting. And now, now I'm a big fan and would like give my right arm to tour with them. So that's, <laughs> this is going to come back to haunt me, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think it should come back to haunt you. I feel like you're one of the, like, you're the only person I've ever known who narrow stairs was their death cab entry point. Like that's amazing. <laughs> I also, I love that album so much too. And I God, that album is really good. And so that one came out. Sorry. I'm looking 2008. There was also, I think that was around the time. Yeah. Okay. So that Ben Gibbard wrote an album um, or is it a score? I don't know. He wrote, Ugh, hold on, I have to find it. Basically, he wrote this album, One Fast Mover, I'm Gone. It's like several, okay, several songs of it were recorded for a documentary. It's about, like, I didn't, I never watched it, but it's about Big Sur and like Jack Kerouac. Oh, no, there it is. Jack Kerouac novel Big Sur. Whew, sorry, trying to read and talk at the same time is not a strong suit of mine that I also got weirdly obsessed with. But that's also, I feel like around the time I maybe drove cross country for the first time and like definitely like had just graduated college and was like reading on the road. So it was like really doing like a thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, that's when you get really into a band like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like remember listening to Narrow Stairs a ton, doing that and what have you. I mean, I guess the other element too, I mean, there's the Jimmy Tamborelli tamborello element but like i had never listened to i don't even know how to pronounce it do we just say the letters dntl or whatever Intel? yeah i don't know how to say it i was no idea no idea um <laughs> I, I do know that it's tamborelement wait say it again what <laughs> when you said the tamborello element it's tamborelement <laughs> i hate you okay. um <laughs> also i did really love Jenny Lewis and Rilo Kylie. So that was also yes. an element. I, I was like, oh, I'm interested in that part of this as well, going into this. I don't um, think I knew that she was in it until uh, we saw them for the 10 year anniversary. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, it took you 10 years to figure that out? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't in the uh, Death Cab library doing research. <laughs> Just, I didn't, it didn't occur to me to think about who was doing the. Uh, the the vocals on there yeah the vo- yeah the other the other vocal line so did you just walk into Barclays and just get like shocked when you saw Denny Lewis I think I <laughs> um no I think when I was like getting the tickets it's like oh Jenny Lewis is there for some reason oh it was probably oh, more like that okay all right fine fair enough <laughs> um okay Ramsey I know you uh, have the album art in front of you so just look at the album art. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to say something about this album. I, I have the vinyl record right in front of me. Yep. Um, I am just noticing something about it. So I am also just, no- I don't think I've ever stared at this album art before. I don't think I even knew what the album art actually was. <laughs> no, like I could picture it and I am only just now realizing what the image on the cover <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a bed and then outside the window, there's like a castle thing. Yep, I thought, no, didn't know there was a castle there. Didn't know there was a bed there. Are those so, fighter jets? Yeah, that's what? So, <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. I always thought those were fighter jets. I think they're just Saturns. Wait, explain uh, yourself. What? <laughs> they're they're planets with uh, a ring around them. What? I can what? see what you're talking about. Well, I think if what was on my screen was on a uh, LP. Yeah. If it was that size, I would be able to tell that. I, or they're UFOs. I, I feel pretty confident, though, because uh, I always thought they were uh, fighter jets, but there's a slightly different color to the wingy, wingy part. <laughs> okay, I was able to zoom in. I see what you're talking about. But also okay. what I zooming in, I've also realized on this white album art, my computer screen is very dirty. Um, <laughs> interesting. Could not have told you. I would have just said... Actually, I, if you had said describe this album cover, I think I would have described the logo and nothing else. <laughs> it's a good font. Yeah, or I, I, will say I knew that it was a um, a very soft focus yes. photo. Mm-hmm. But I think it ended there. Which is terrible <laughs> because I, I also make our album art and yeah. about album covers. 
and what you choose to put on them. So I don't understand how I didn't, but the music overrode it. Maybe that's yeah. saying something. I also, and it didn't I even mean, matter what was on the cover. I loved this record. Right. Although I do feel like I had a poster of this on my wall. So that's even more insane that I have no <laughs> idea what's on here. But I also wonder if there's an element to that as well of the time period it came out because like I never had this on CD. I definitely wouldn't have had it on vinyl at that point. Nor would I have been listening to it on streaming. I was probably listening to it on like Napster or whatever the hell, like some format like that. So I may not have ever physically had this album art. So I feel like that also could be a thing for this time period. I do want you guys to know that the back cover art is 300 times more insane. <laughs> Please describe it. Uh, I just yeah. So you are you are on the deck of a ship looking over the side, and in front of you is the railing, and then there's a guy in a tuxedo with his back to you. What? There's, there's an enormous wave in front of uh, us, uh, probably four feet in front of like above us, and a ghostly bride is standing on top of the wave. I've never seen this album in my life. What? <laughs> Uh, so just keep that in mind as you're listening to these tracks. I'm what? I'm so confused. <laughs> A ghostly bride? <laughs> yeah, she's the opacity is probably seventy percent for my Photoshop heads out there. Okay, I I have clearly never physically owned this album. I've never seen that in my life. Okay, well yeah. I hope everyone else knew that, yeah. and we're the only three people who did. Oh, I did find a picture of it. What the fuck? <laughs> We'll put a link to this on the episode. It looks like a ghost surfing towards a man, but the ghost is definitely a bride. I do agree with you on that. <laughs> what? And he's in a tux. I don't know. Maybe this just is a recent death. I There's a lot happening on this album. Art. Or maybe he's marrying a ghost. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe, actually. Maybe. <laughs> That's how she's coming down the aisle. There we go. We cracked okay. it. Okay, she's surfing to her marriage. Uh, <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, should we play this? Sure. I believe we should. Great. I uh, didn't listen to this in anticipation, but I still feel like I... I feel like this is one of those albums that like every note is like in my brain. I, I didn't need to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you guys felt like I'm now like in my college dorm listening to this in my head right now, but like, A, yes, it was like obviously emotional, but I also feel like I felt like it was very cool. Like I didn't feel that way about all the emo music I listened to when I was like 19 or 20 or whatever, but I feel like I thought this was cooler music. Does that make sense? <laughs> I, it's, it's wild that I kind of know exactly what you're talking yeah. about i felt like this was a fancy thing like i felt yes! like this was what this was <laughs> what the older kids listened to and i was finally clued in yeah. to like the kind of indie rock that my punk self could understand i uh, yeah um, i feel like that's exactly yeah. it because like i i mean I begrudge this not at all. I love this. But, like, I grew up going to, like, basement shows and, like, loving pop punk. Yeah. I was and super judgy when this came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, indie was not my thing. Like, I did, oh, like, actively the, not. Yeah. Like, Spoon, still never heard him. I don't know what they sound like. Bands like that, I'm like, I don't. I just was like, I don't like that. That's not my thing. And so, yeah, I felt like this was, like, an in to indie music for me yeah but then i also just learned everyone loves this album because it's perfect <laughs> yeah well it was definitely the kind of thing where regardless of what like even the folks i knew in college who were not punks or who were not actively into like diy shows or anything yeah. like it felt like everyone liked this record so in that way it was just like well like you know everyone likes it it's yeah. not it's not like yeah. one click is into this um so, I believe yeah. this is on a bunch of Grey's Anatomy episodes too. Like, this, oh, these were that makes sense. These, yeah, they became pretty big, and I do know that, like, as part of the settlement with post, the Postal Service, they got to use them in some Postal Service commercials. Shut <laughs> up! Really? Uh huh. Uh, I'll buy that. 
That's funny. Yeah. I, See, I like the I, word. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just like when you hear beats like this, it totally confuses me how I liked this. Like how, <laughs> you know, I mean, just out of the fact that, like I was saying, I was a super judgy <laughs> early 20s punk kid. <laughs> and some of these beats are, it's such electronic music, kind yeah. of techno. I, ne- I, I listened to absolutely none of that. And I so mean, the fact that this click clicked, it really says a lot about, I about the songs, like how good they are, if it surpasses genre in that way. I totally agree. And because same, like I, I mean, even now, I don't really listen to music that sounds like this. I don't feel, I mean, maybe I do. I don't know. I listen to, I think I listen to much more diverse music now than I did at 19. No, exactly. Um, is that right? Yeah, that is how old I was, right? Yeah. Um... But I totally agree because nothing I was listening to sounded like this. Granted, I think right about this time was when like this kind of became more popular with like more like rock bands doing like beeps and boops. I don't know what to call anything. I'm not going that far, but um, I, I think that's fine. We know what you mean. Great. Well, well but, but actually, okay. So this this is when this is is when people I knew I wish I remember the software name but there was um, you know software you could buy on a on a CD Mm -hmm. that you could um, program drums and do a lot of synth stuff and like a lot of MIDI instruments and things and and I'll I'll spare you the the story (laughs) of why I know that but like but I think it was just becoming this more accepted thing of using computers to make music yeah. among right. folks who would have otherwise kind of dismissed that as like a techno thing or that's dance yeah. music. Like, that's not what we do. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's, yeah. yeah. It's interesting too. I, Cause I also feel like, and granted that I obviously only have my own experience to like, compared against I this was around the time that I had my first computer that was my own not like my family's computer too so I think it's also a rat like I'm assuming it's around time that, like that was starting to become more affordable for people to like have their own computers and like mm-hmm. be experimenting with stuff like that like at home so I don't know yeah well this is what I'll, I guess I'll say it, but so <laughs> the year that I uh or that we you know would have listened to this record yeah um was the year or the year the year after that mgmt started oh interesting and so that's like that was the first band i came in contact with socially that was doing that and was also just like playing house shows and stuff um and so it was totally normal at that point or like for them to be doing all this wild stuff with keyboards and their computer and like that's how you played a show um yeah so it was like right right at this time everyone was sort of okay i i saw them around this time where they were uh in buffalo and they were using a lot of tape loops or Mm -hmm. backing tracks and that sort of thing no that makes sense that's wild i never considered like that timeline like yeah, it's what funny. else is going like, on? I'm trying time? to think. Like, I feel like it's also the same time that I was really into like "Hello Goodbye," which is the exact same thing of like him just fucking around at his house doing things. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it was like a very small period in time that I think I never came back to after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is—it's a really amazing blend of things. That I'm, I'm just very jealous of, because <laughs> like I, I still don't know how to do a lot of the um, production things. The, be- the beeps right. and booms. The beeps and booms. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this song in particular is interesting to me because, like, this was the song, and I feel like there was a period that it was overplayed. But yeah. It, it well, a it's now been long enough that also it 
just sounds perfect again to me and not like, <laughs> oh, okay, I've heard that enough type of song. But I feel like there was a period where I would have felt that way. Like, oh, that's a little overplayed for me. Well, some of these songs, uh, like you were saying, were like on TV shows and in commercials and, you know, you heard them everywhere yeah. um, at a certain point. And yeah, it's like such great heights. And then We Will Become Silhouettes, I think, yeah. was the other one. Um, but but yeah, maybe maybe it took a while to have that not be like old anymore. Yeah. And you can listen to it fresh. There was a time when you couldn't walk down a college campus without hearing this coming out of every <laughs> junior's window. Yeah. Wait, okay. This song was used in an episode of Veronica Mars, uh, an episode of VH1's Bands Reunited, and then in commercials for Ask.com, Kaiser Permanente, Target, UPS, not USPS, please know, mm. M&M's, Tesla Troy, I don't know what that is. Uh, it was also in the trailer for Garden State, no, very memorably to me. Um, That's like too perfect. Exactly. Yeah. That's like almost a joke. <laughs> exactly. And in the soundtrack to Grey's Anatomy. I didn't know you there were you such go. a Grey's Anatomy head, Ramsey. I genuinely have no idea why I know that, but there <laughs> we are. I think I might have listened to the Iron and Wine cover. Oh, I listened to it so much. I oh, I think, yeah, I've heard that. Is it on the Garden State soundtrack? Because I think I may have heard that more than the original at this point. I think yeah. that's what's on the Garden State soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Is the Iron and Wine version. Yeah. There's also a section. So I'm on the Wikipedia page for this specific song, not even the album. I don't know that I've ever seen a section before that says cover versions. And there's one, two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen different co cover versions that are notable enough for this section. Wait, wow. of one song? Of just such great heights. Okay, no one is allowed to cover that yep. song. We're done. done. <laughs> it's done. We're good. Yeah. I think we've wow. hit peak. Such great heights. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a lot. <laughs> wow, it's like the stairway to heaven of emo. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't even know all these bands that covered it, to be honest, but they're big enough that they have their own Wikipedia pages, apparently. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so many. I've never seen a covers section before. Yeah. That's so funny. No, that's amazing. This song reminds me lyrically a bit of title and registration. Mm. Where oh, I don't think I know the song, but yeah. um, there's kind of a long-standing thing on this podcast where we listen to the demo version, and it's weirdly all about the glove compartment. Oh, my God, yeah. So and, is that tra on transatlanticism? Yes, I think so. I forgot yes. about the glove compartment thing. Yeah, uh, Lauren, it's. It's a death cap song that's basically like the glove compartment isn't accurately named is the lyric, but then in the demo oh. version, he just keeps talking about a glove compartment. It's really and weird. How, how we need to start a petition to rename it. <laughs> and like that's, in on it. That's how you demo. So you know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like that that is demoing like a pro. That you're just like, <laughs> I'm gonna fill this in later. I'm gonna fill this in later, and I guess I'm gonna talk about the first sentence more you know <laughs> it's so funny. great i love that because it also still sounds great it's it's great like yeah. but it's just really going in about a glove compartment it's so funny and like this song it kind of just starts in a place and then just keeps going in that direction in that same way it's like oh yeah i guess it's, here's a utopia thing here's john f kennedy we'll stay on this for a second <laughs> and then here's a chorus <laughs> I do love this one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this whole record is either the soundtrack to having a crush oh, yeah. or getting dumped. Wait, you I'm know? sorry. Or what? Or, or getting dumped. Oh, yeah. So, like, no matter who you were, you could find a mood on here that was, like, yeah. how you're feeling when you're, like, 20, 21. Yeah. So, Yeah. So, I mean, we're on the third song in. District Sleeps Alone. Clearly, you're going through a breakup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Such great heights. Uh, love, ear it's love, crushed. right? Yeah. yeah. Crush, yeah. something. This one, right now, the only lyric I can remember is, don't wake me, I plan on sleeping in. Which, well, if I was saying that, I would probably mean I'm depressed. I'm not getting out of bed. But I can't. 
<laughs> right, but doesn't it sound happy though? It does. Like, it yeah. sounds, it does. sounds like a warm blanket. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like even it's it's not even about the, the lyrics. Like, like the the breakup songs are certainly yeah. right, about the lyrics, but yeah. everything else is just like you know, it makes you want to be like a little giddy or something. Yeah. No, but there is, is a, a there's a hint of melancholy here too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Just a touch, a dash. <laughs> that was the recipe, no. just a dash of it, melancholy. <laughs> it, it makes me think of walking around Pratt University in the snow. I don't know why. Hmm. Do did either of you go to college in the New York area? Because if you're in Brooklyn, I feel like you know that area. But I do know that area. But no, I, we both went to school in upstate New York. But um, okay. walking around anywhere in the snow. I don't know. We both live in Brooklyn now too. So I get, it snowed the other day for the first time. Yesterday, yesterday it snowed for the first time, yep. and I was working, but I was just like, I just wanted a little more snow so I could go walk in it and have that like New York snow walk, which is is a vibe in and of itself. I got locked out of my house when it started snowing. <laughs> no, but I don't want to tell that story over this wonderful song. <laughs> oh, I love this huh. one. Too. I love them all. This it's redundant when I say I love them on this album. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but my wife was in an acapella group in college and uh, she sang the female vocal on this. I mean, you'll know if you're not allowed to talk about it. I know she's in the other room. She'll come tell you to stop. (laughs) And our listeners will know too, because they just heard a bunch of silence. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm looking at the songs on the rest of this album because I was thinking earlier, do you guys know, like, I mean, I think this probably changed for me, but like what you're your favorite song on this album was? Ooh. Um, it, it might be it might be this song. So good. <laughs> it, might, it might be that I think it's this song. What I was what triggered that in my brain was I feel like in college my favorite might have been Clark Gable. We'll address that when we get okay. there. But I feel like now as an adult this one might be my favorite i think it was this one i keep i i need to hear we will become silhouettes because i can only pull the shins version of it right now (laughs) like the jauntier one uh i don't know like this was one of the few albums that was like straight through never just like picking a track that's fair yeah, I mean, it is kind of like, what's my favorite? I, I do love them all, but you know, the one you put on when you're in your feel, the one song you put on repeat when you're in your feelings, which is a thing I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's what's weird is that the Postal Service, you know, really just has this one record. Yeah. And um, I was I was trying to think of the. Um, the single that I have um, and it's Be Still My Heart and I don't remember that as being an album track yeah it's not right it's huh. not so um, so yeah that I think is my favorite Postal Service song oh to be a complete nerd I, it's like I the one that's not that on the one. Yeah, but can... like it's like it's like scratching a weird part of my brain I haven't touched <laughs> years i remember yeah. that, and that's that. that's the like falling for someone song right that is the, uh, like i just met a really great person spooning. this could be a brand new start yeah oh like if i God. if i, I wake up and you're still here in the morning it's just like <sighs> that is a good I one truly forgot this song existed and honestly right I think we've talked about it on this podcast. Like my actual favorite Ben Gibbard song is from this weird split he did. Uh, it's Home Volume Five, and it's my favorite Ben Gibbard song. But it's like it's not even on a real album. And I feel like, damn, if we listen to this, I feel like this is up there for me too. Um, I just forgot it existed entirely. <laughs> and they did a Phil Collins cover too, right? Isn't that on something? Oh my god! I forgot about that too. I can't think of the name of that song. Uh, the how could you just let me walk away? Oh god! The, another breakup one. Against all odds. That's it. 
I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot they did all these things. But I think that's like it. I think there might be another B side or two. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the oh. deluxe. Okay, I'm on the deluxe 10th anniversary edition now. There's several other songs I've never heard of. <laughs> Not a ton. A lot of these are just like remastered or remixes, but interesting oh wow yeah i do not recognize some of these right like turn around a tatter line of string that one sounds kind of familiar interesting suddenly everything has changed yeah yeah that one that one's on my my vinyl oh really yeah that one and there's never enough time and then it's a bunch of covers and remixes Interesting. Oh, so do you have the 10 year anniversary vinyl? No, the, uh, they put it out like the year after, in 2004, I think, and it came with two LPs. Hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I'm pretty fancy. I love stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's rad. I really like, I wrote down when you said the word fancy, because uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I would have associated that with this, but especially like that first track, like there's the weird sort of like string arpeggio that goes up. It does feel fancy and I, I never would have said that before. Yeah, it's well, I would only describe it as that when thinking about the person I was when right. this came out. It's um, college fancy. It's like yeah, I'm gonna drink some Franzia and put on the postal service. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, well, I I think that just reinforces how out of the box this was yeah. for for me to be into, and um, and how yeah, just how it transcends gender or not gender <laughs> genre <laughs> in that way. Um, yeah, it it is so funny though too, because like I at the time I don't think I realized that. It was so outside of my normal listening habits. I don't know. Yeah. But now, like, looking back, it was like, I was, like, listening to this and, like, Newfound Glory and Saves the Day. Like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Well, and I think I think it was also during a, a period of my life where I would fall asleep to music. Yeah. I mean, I still do that now occasionally, but... Um, like really every night I was putting on a like a CD mm-hmm. to fall asleep. And for some reason, the only things I can really remember listening to was that dashboard confessional record, which was also out of left field for me. And probably- which one, I feel like, which I need to know which one now. Well, now the, knowing the one that, that like Screaming Infidelities is on. Oh, okay. You I know, just, just like know now knowing that Narrow Stairs was your intro to death. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no, like what obscure, uh, uh, yeah, dashboard album. Am I gonna pull out there? No, but the, the one, or you know, the one that everyone listened to in two thousand two. Uh, yeah, I had to look it up because my brain is broken. Uh, not Swiss Army Romance. The one after that. Why is the internet not telling me this album title? Oh, the place you come to fear the most. Yeah. I don't think any of these 10 songs need to be cut, but... This is the one I've cut, if I had I don't to. think this is... I don't remember what Natural Anthem this is. This is the slowest one. But yeah, th- yeah, this one's not working as well on me. Yeah, I mean... It's not it's, bad. No, I agree. I do like this one. It's not my favorite. It's also, like, dead center in the album, too. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah. But none of them are bad. No, you know I what I mean? Yeah, there's definitely no no clunkers on here. Yeah, no I filler. Do. Oh, this <laughs> I do. This this is a top tier one for me. There is a, I think this is the one, there's a double entendre in here that I was so proud that I got. <laughs> Go on. I'll, I'll wait to see if it pops up. Okay. It's trying to- I'll know this one when they start Yeah, singing. once it actually kicks in. Trying to recall lyrics while I'm hearing music is mm-hmm. my my personal nightmare. <laughs> Not good at it. And that's why we made this show. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a, sl- a slower build than I remember. Well, I think oh, that's yeah. why I enjoy talking about things like this because it makes me dive into things that I just like haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah. I mean, same. That's our whole <laughs> our whole reason for yeah. doing it. Uh, that was the double entendre right there, actually. Uh, I was waiting for a crosstown train, blah blah blah, when it struck me. Oh. But he's actually right. talking about the the idea. Yes. The end. Um, That's what, I, I just got the uh, Lady Madonna stockings needed mending, see how they run pun as well, so I'm just a step behind. Yeah. Um, I don't know if either of you are familiar with the meme on TikTok about um, being the main character. Either of you familiar with this meme? Uh-uh. Mm, I don't think so. Okay, so there's like this meme on TikTok, it's like uh, this sound effect of this girl basically being like, you have to be the, you have to know you're the main character in your own life, some shit like that. Uh, it's basically, it's a stupid meme, and then people like put silly thing videos over it, obviously. But um, this definitely was the song at 19 where I would be like walking around campus, being the main character of like my the movie I was living in my brain. <laughs> that, yeah, it's like. This record is, I'm trying to find the right words for yeah. it, but I feel like this record is the soundtrack yeah. that you like, that you have in your head for your life after watching Garden State. Absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> like that, that is, that it's like, if, if you watched, you saw that movie and then a day in your life is like narrated by Zach Braff. And you have this in your head. I'm curious what age range of people understand how true that is. Because like that is like a I mean Quinn. I know what age range, I just don't want to admit what age range it is. <laughs> okay, but it's, it's yeah, like it's 34 to 40, right? It's like 34 to 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like yeah. you're mid mid to late thirties. Yeah, but like it was so critical. Like I don't know. I don't know anyone in my life that are like in my age group that would not know exactly what you're talking about with that. Right. No, no, that's what that's what I mean. It's like it's a very specific time period for certain people when when this record hit. Everyone had their physical yeah. iPod. They would pull up this album. Yes. <laughs> I owned the Garden State DVD and showed my parents it when I came home from college. Oh, I owned I also like, like you had discovered this great movie and you showed your parents. It's like, this is going to change your life, mom and dad. And then I put headphones on their head. I love that <laughs> so much. I watched Garden State in theaters the summer before I went to college, like before I left to go to school. And I just remember being in the movie theater. And when the lights came up, just still sobbing. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> So. I want. I went to see it alone. I know that it's not alone I, in the movie I wish theater. I had. <laughs> wanted to die. Yeah. I took my younger brother, who absolutely hated it, and just made fun of it the entire time. And I was so angry with him. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. it's one of those movies. Now, I feel like if I watched it now, it would be really cringy. I don't know. I haven't seen it in such a well, long time. What's funny is I. I feel like again, our age group will. Uh, point to Garden State when referring to a certain type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that movie ends. Like, I don't remember what happens at all. And uh, I have no idea either. Oh and, my god! Right. So, so <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, I can tell you, but I, I don't know if you want me to. Really long time. No. Well, <laughs> don't because I feel like now I might go rewatch it. No, no, I don't want to weird reason. <laughs> um. But yeah, and maybe that's insulting to the movie, but I don't mean it to be. It's just that it was a long time ago, and I just yeah. don't yeah. remember. Um, but I also remember many other things from that movie. The fact that I don't remember right. the ending is whatever. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I Damn, I really don't remember the e- ending either. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll also admit that I've listened to the audio commentary several times. I was a real oh, Garden wow. State nerd. Just a big Zach Braff. <laughs> that's great. That's amazing. Are you really excited that his episode of WTF came out this week? Uh, no. 
<laughs> it's fine. I actually am definitely gonna listen to it. Hi, hi, hi. This is the beeps and boops. This is yeah. a real beeps yeah. and boops so song. good. I like this one a lot. In my head, this I... one is particularly sweet for the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. Is like there are no super dark songs yeah. on here, really. Um, like I don't even think anything's in a minor key. <laughs> right, I'm the trying... one song just had the dash of melancholy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I even I don't even think recycled air is like in. Yeah, I think you're right. Now I'm now I'm gonna really nerd out yep. about it and go through it. But, <laughs> but that's but that's the thing. It's like there's no. I wonder if that had something to do with it. Like, I wonder if, um, you know, if you were someone that was like, oh, I don't listen to emo. Yeah. That, that this somehow pulled off, like, enough happiness that you were like, <laughs> okay, I can, I can dig this. It's so, I don't know. I, it's so funny. I had just not really thought about this album's place culturally, but it, it is like, it's like the middle of the Venn diagram for so many different like genres and like no that's the thing yeah it's crazy and now now my brain just went to the fact that like uh Ben Gibbard is that how you say his last name while we're talking Mm -hmm. about last names um uh that so it's we will become silhouettes when we finally go Mm -hmm. and then uh, the other very popular song is I Will Follow You Into the Dark. And... Oh, yeah. Uh, and then also on that record that I referenced... Um, Plans? Nar- was that called? No, Narrow Stairs. Narrow, narrow stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Then... Oh, I was... I, was tr- I think I was thinking of I Will Possess Your Heart, but I'm, that's... a different theme but um but i feel like he's just it's it's interesting how he writes about um death yeah yeah in a way that i don't think i hear a lot of bands talking about necessarily um just the way he does it does it lyrically is really interesting and somehow not morbid yeah um so what were those conversations with zoe deschanel like that's what i want to (laughs) know Was that at this time? I think so. It was right around here. Huh. Maybe it was a little later. I remember watching New Girl, so I don't know. It's very fresh. She's ever present in my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I always think that talking about songs you're writing to your partner. Yeah. Like, I I hate it. (laughs) Like, I don't... Or it's like, I don't... Uh trying to think like it's it's just very difficult to convey the point that you can write things that are not about like this specific moment yeah or that are not how you're feeling all the time right you know so it's like you can write a song about death and and like your partner doesn't need to be worried about you right you know? right yeah so so it, it's it's just difficult. So I I mean, they are two very specific people, but um, I can't I can't imagine writing um, a lot of what he writes about and trying to to talk to your partner about it. I yeah. just think it would be it's just very awkward. That's yeah, that's so interesting. Like, I mean, I um, I can't write anything, but um, just like in the context of my own life, even just like talking about work to like someone I'm with or even my friends is like especially now like in COVID times like working from home also occasionally co-work with a couple of my friends and even hearing each other like speak about like what we do outside of like our friendship sometimes you're like the words I'm saying sound silly hmm. but I can't even imagine like then taking that to like an actual creative endeavor and like exploring like your brain in different ways and trying to convey that and trying to explain that to another person who's like not in your head that had right, never occurred yeah. to me <laughs> that is fascinating yeah it's just real me. weird mm-hmm. um, this one 
I just maybe the darkest one. one on the album. Yeah, we, no, we uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I I think I like this. Okay, one, Okay, I take it back. Yeah, so this is yeah, this is the dark. This is the dark, the dark spot. Uh, this place is a prison. That's the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay without this one. <laughs> it's not surprising, Ramsey, though, that you don't like the darker song on the album. <laughs> is is this something you do for each record that you talk about? That that it's like which ones would you? No, <laughs> no not really. sometimes, but not not re- well. Honestly, because half the time, if Ramsey got to pick, he'd cut them all. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like I'm surprised that we're talking about a record that um, that you also know that Ramsey also knows. Yeah, it's incredibly rare. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This is That's like great. this and like Rilo Kylie are like a few in the Venn diagram for us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I also think me that us talking about the ones we would cut, I actually think it's usually a signifier of how much we love the album because it's right. like I love all of them. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like very hard to yeah, yeah, not not like a song on this record. I just remembered the chorus of this. It can stay. It, I like the part where it builds. Yeah. Now I also, now I'm curious to hear where it builds because I don't I don't think <laughs> I remember that. I just like a song that uses has a lyric about a candelabra. That's pretty rare. <laughs> That's why you love Beauty and the Beast so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I also remember this is around the time that I was like trying to figure out how to play the, my dad's old acoustic guitar and like I would learn a riff from one of these songs and it was just like playing beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop, beep, boop over and over again. My roommate must have hated me. It's like I can hear you trying to play do 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 whatever that is. I feel like it would just sound like you were trying to play the Mario theme on guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> I love it. I thought you were going to say this is when I was trying to figure out how to play drums, because that drum beat would oh, be God. an exercise. Yeah. For a drummer. I was not expecting you to sing like, the guitar <laughs> part. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> No, I like I do I like the back half of this song. I, I like this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this drum beat somewhere. Yeah. This is cool. I have to make a mental note of this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Something about that synth line sounds very of this two, that early two thousands time. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it could be in like the theme song to The Wire or something. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, oh, this one was also back super up. popular, right? For this Brandon is the guitar riff I was trying to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't wrong when it said I said it sounded like the Mario theme. It still sounds like the Mario theme, but I just love it. <laughs> it absolutely does. It- it sounds like there should be like coins. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the other the other day I was uh, walking home and there was a pile of uh, pennies on the ground. There were like just like a bunch of pennies have been thrown on the ground. And I was like, there's no there's no block for me to headbutt. Like <laughs> what's happening? Like, <laughs> like where did I just miss Mario? <laughs> Mario or whatever. <laughs> The other day, also, I I had to go to UPS. Sorry to the USPS. Actually, I had to go to UPS because USPS lost my damn package. I was trying to ship someone for a shoe. Um, so I went to Dunkin' Donuts next door. First of all, it was already a whole thing. Someone wasn't wearing a mask in there. But anyways, I was waiting to pay, and I noticed next to the cash register, there was a sign that was like, we're short on coins because of the coin shortage. And I was like, there's a... Who knew there was a coin yep. shortage? I had no idea. I yeah, it was really hard to do laundry for a while. Really? Mm-hmm. I felt like, it, I was like, I had no idea there was a large enough coin shortage in this country that it was affecting Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah, it was, do we it know was why? Wild. 
I think because people weren't using cash. Right. So there was no exchange. So like people weren't giving quarters. Like get, you know, pe- people weren't using cash. So, um, I mean, so then if you didn't have quarters, you didn't have quarters. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, this Ramsey's already heard me go on similar rants. I don't understand money. Like, like this is a new one, though. Okay, the last one was how I didn't understand war. It just seemed like don't, but like. <laughs> It's not actually backed by gold, right? Like, it's money is just fake, right? <laughs> yep. Yep, okay. we all just agree. Okay. Just making sure. So just, just like, make more coins. <laughs> They're so fake anyways. The Heather takes our space sucks. Uh-huh, I don't like it. War, just don't. Yeah, don't. And I don't... Or what is money, I guess we'll say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stand by all three of those takes. <laughs> These hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> I've just started thinking, all I can think about is how much it would hurt to break a block and then have coins rain down on you. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like if it just started happening in real yeah. life, yeah. all of a sudden you were Luigi. Right. I don't want to punch a block. No. You have to yeah. jump over mushrooms. <laughs> right. It's real weird. What are the... Oh, is it like... Supp- the, the ones that come out of the tubes to try to bite you, are they, like, supposed to be some version of, like, a Venus flytrap? I believe they're yeah. Yeah, piranha plants. Oh, piranha plants. Sure. Um, instead of doing puzzles, my wife and I took all of the change in our house and rolled them into those paper sleeves. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's what we did during COVID. Uh, <laughs> and it was very satisfying, but I think I'm the reason there's a coin shortage based on how many of these stupid quarters I have. I was going to say, are you hoarding? I think I am now. <laughs> I have a piggy bank that I could not tell you how full it is. It, there's definitely a lot of coins in there. That's great. Yeah, that's what we have too. Caring. We'll, we'll just empty our pockets. Yeah. And then I found, oh wait, we already emptied the piggy bank once into a bag. So like we had <laughs> tons of coins. Yeah, that's right. I don't... Uh oh, yeah. I didn't realize I was co- helping cause a national coin shortage. <laughs> Jesus, I learned from Dunkin' Donuts, but then I literally left because the person wasn't wearing a mask, and I, I got mad. <laughs> I was just trying to ship a package. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember this one. This is, national. Yeah. This feels like a closer to me automatically. Is this one over light five minutes late? long? I can't remember what the lyrics yeah. are. This one. Put the sad ones at the end. Yeah. I, mean, I do remember seeing. Oh, god. I was just gonna say this feels like Radiohead to me right now. Actually, it does. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing them live, and I remember this turning into a very extended jam that I was a little bored during. <laughs> I feel like this one is where Jimmy Tamborello really shines. Yeah. <laughs> like, really has this moment of, like, oh, I'm just going to go for it. Well, kind of really. Did either, were either of you into Radiohead? Kind of. Like, yeah. I knew that I liked OK Computer. <laughs> like, yeah. or, like, I knew that the few hits they had, I, I really liked. But yeah. I wasn't, I was never, like, really into Radiohead. Yeah. They were another year away from me. I had a different roommate who introduced me. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. But I didn't really get into them until uh, In Rainbows. Interesting. I was super into Kid A. And I did love OK Computer in high school. So I am now realizing that is like a kind of an entry point a little bit yeah. for this type of music. Especially, I would say, Kid A. I did really love that one. Yeah. Does this one specifically kind of sound like Radiohead's national anthem? I don't know that song well enough to say, but that would be very funny. I don't either, but it it felt like the right thing, like it might be right. It totally could be. I couldn't tell you, but I I will listen to that now later. (laughs) Oh no, there are lyrics to this one. It's coming back to me slowly. There yeah, are? I think it ends with like a verse or something. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's like a just waiting, but like, are we? <laughs> it may be that I like turned it off before the first game. Like, I don't. Why don't I know? I fell asleep. The lyrics to this, yeah. <laughs> I was I was asleep by this point. <laughs> I mean, that means it did a jo its job, so that's great. You want to be asleep yeah. before it ends. <laughs> Chill. I feel like this would jostle me back awake. Yeah. Yeah. I in high school, I remember my best friend would. Um, try to sleep to Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon, but when it would get to money, it would always wake me up, because that song is like I mean, it's like loud and hyper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, should we address the recent Postal Service kerfuffle online? What hmm? kerfuffle? Where they dropped like that teaser image oh. everybody thought they were gonna do a new album so rude and oh, then it was yeah. a get out the vote video it's rude in my opinion <laughs> yeah this mean no to be honest do i want a new postal service album That's no the thing. i don't think i do i don't think i do because if it's yeah if it's bad it it or it wouldn't be bad. There's right. no way it would be a bad record. But if it doesn't somehow live up to the first one after all this time, I think it would be very disappointing. Yeah. And I don't think it's possible because of all of these things that we're talking about. Exactly. It was really a time and a place. And so all of the fans that are like so invested in this record, it, you know, you don't you don't have the same uh emotional context yeah exactly no i totally agree i don't think i would like the only thing i'm like able to compare it to in my life is like when american football came out with their second album but i was a literal child when lp1 came out so i didn't like it's not the same thing where it was like an album when i was right you know 19 and it meant like the world to me like i mean that's probably the same time i got into lp1 but it's not it's not the same thing so like when they started coming out with music again i was like i, I probably felt slightly nervous but then ultimately i like those albums anyways but it didn't hold the same weight to me as something like this did which was came up at the same time that i was an actual teen i guess <laughs> right yeah Wow, that oh, it tried to play cursive wow. after that autoplay. Um, that would have been that was weird. an aggressive ending to that song. <laughs> Just really, <laughs> I feel like jumping from Postal Service get like give up into the ugly organ is a jump. Like, why weird <laughs> autoplay? Um, Heather, could I make a very quick request? Could you play uh, the Shins cover of We Will Become Silhouettes real quick? Sure, we don't have to listen to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I do remember this. Oh, uh-huh. Yep. God, remember when everything sounded like this style of music for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I've seen Same. the shins once, but I loved it. <laughs> I... No, I've never seen them. They... I... Yeah. The shins are another... Well, this... It was a few years later that um, I feel like I, I really started listening to them. But they were another band that was like the an indie exception. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, what was the one I Oh, Oh Inverted World I did really like. Yeah. 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 Although that was before this album. I okay, I swear to God, the years from two thousand to two thousand <laughs> don't make any sense. New yeah, now I'm, was now I'm looking at the Shin's discography. But I think I learned about them from the Garden oh, State oh, soundtrack. Exactly, exactly. Oh, Inverted World is the is the one that where they kind of broke out. Yeah, but yeah, so I definitely learned about it from Garden State. So I actually, it was probably in my timeline the same time as Postal Service. So th yeah. that makes no, sense. absolutely, yeah. Well, I loved that. I'm honestly probably going to now listen to the Postal Service all day tomorrow at work. <laughs> um, how was that like? Is Lauren for you? Is this an album you go back to with any regularity? I don't know that I go back to the mm -hmm. full album, but I feel like songs definitely come up sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like the the song "Be Still My Heart" that I was saying. Yeah. Um, that I really like. I think about that song sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's like I. It's it's definitely this record. Definitely isn't one that 
is like, oh, remember when I was really into this? It's like definitely still holds up. Yeah. Ramsey, is this something you go back to? I genuinely don't think I've listened to this album in, in years now. Um, yeah. Wow. And it's just like instant nostalgia. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I really enjoyed it. It's a great album. I just, I think I may have just overdone it early on and they're all just in, embedded <laughs> well, up there that I don't well, among us. need to go back. <laughs> yeah. That's super fair. No, it's, it's funny. I, I feel like I have gone back to it somewhat recently. Um, and yeah, I mean, actually, I feel like I probably went back to it when I thought for, you know, half a day they were going to maybe do a new album, but, um, it's, it's just, it's such a good album and it it really is just like a period in time to me. And I love that, but, um, dang, really it's, it's rare that, uh, someone brings an album that we all end up at the end being like, that was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Great work. Good. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about one that I would be like really psyched on. Yeah. So yeah, that's perfect. This was a good we one. Love it. Um, well done. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, where can people find you online? Well, um, we, we do have a website, warriorsmusic.com. Um, and basically on, on social media, um, on on most places we're just warriors music is our is our handle so um so yeah um yeah it's like twitter instagram all that stuff all, all the things um <laughs> yeah um and and yeah but actually um then i also have a newsletter uh awesome. called get it together uh that is not like just a warrior's mailing list nice. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about art and music and queer stuff and all sorts, sorts of things. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a sub stack. I've been, I've been loving all the stacks this year. Like I, I realize everyone, yeah. like a lot of people are doing them now, but mm-hmm. it reminds me of the old times of blogs. And I really yeah. love that. <laughs> that I think that's, I think that's really why I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's no, it's, it's, it's been great. It's, it's my version of uh, Patreon. So perfect. <laughs> I, I'm nervous to say this because on this podcast, I'm not the one who's known for his musical taste, but I listened to a bunch of warriors today and I really enjoyed them. Oh, thank you There's so much. Really great stuff. That's great. You do like good things, Ramsey. We just don't like the same <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's true. Sometimes, I, I'm <laughs> Instead of the uh, the Colbert bump, I'm just worried about the Ramsey uh, curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I won't tell anyone you said that. Okay, phew, thank you. <laughs> I won't go on the insert of the next album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Ramsey. Heather, how about you? Oh, no. Uh, um, you can find me at Heather Shea, S-H-A-E. Same thing on all the social media things. How about you, Ramsey? You can find me at Ramsey, E-S-S everywhere uh you can find Great. our podcast at if you're listening.com there you can find our spotify playlists you can find our various social media okay. presences and you can give us a review on itunes right there do it great i think that's it then bye, bye. Cool.